Welcome to Being Better Podcast, where we explore the things that make us happier, wiser, and more productive beings. Hi, my name is Julia and I am your host. Every week I take a concept, a technique, or a story to learn how it can make us better. I hope that this show can help you become the person you've always wanted to be. Here we go. I hope you're all doing well and you are rested and also you are happy to enter this new year. This is the last episode in the year 2020, which was for me a year of growth, of hard work, multiple disappointments and also dissatisfactions. A year of anxiety and crying, but also most of all, I think it was a year of Discovering myself and learning that I am stronger than I expected. There were a lot of holdbacks this year, but I am happy to announce that I have survived them all. And you have as well, because no matter what conundrums or obstacles you've experienced this year, you managed to get over them and truly I think emerge victorious and I'm proud of us because this year really was a challenge and it was a challenge bigger than anything we have ever experienced but I do believe that it brought us closer together as we have worked together to build ourselves a better future after the World War II, I think that we will work together after the pandemic as well. Um, I mean, having a common enemy really does bring people closer, doesn't it? So I hope that we will uh, get together in the year 2021 and we will work together to get over all of these holdbacks and all of the terrible things that happened this year. So, like I said, I I am very hopeful and optimistic about 2021. I know it will be hard and it will be a year of facing a lot of difficulties. However, I know that we can get past these conundrums. I am also optimistic about my personal life because um, I think I have a lot of exciting projects and also a lot of ideas for 2021. I have written down my goals as I do every year and I am really excited to work toward them. I really recommend you guys to do that as well and to write down your goals because knowing what you want from life is kind of half the battle. There's a lot of evidence that shows the power of setting SMART goals and I mean SMART as an acronym for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Relevant and Time-Bound Goals. And the benefits of such goals are really incredible. Mm, however, I'm not really going to talk about them today because this week we are going to revisit one of my old goals for 2020, it was one of the main goals that I had for 2020, which was to read more. 
And I've always been the person who aspired to be a bookworm, but actually never was. Um, like I was looking up to Hermione Granger and all of that famous bookworms and I I wanted to be that but um, I mean I loved the feeling of being really preoccupied by a book and forgetting about the whole world however most of the time reading was not that enjoyable to me so I would always admire these people who read a lot and they could always find the right quote to back their argument and I was like this and they were so amazing to me but I But I just felt like, you know, I'm just not a reading kind of person and I cannot do anything about that. But then last year, when I was thinking about 2020, of course, I was unaware that it would be such a disappointment. Um, Last year, I was just thinking that 2020 is going to be the year. And it would be the year when I get my shit together and I start achieving my dreams. And also the year when I finally built a consistent reading routine. So my goal was just to, you know, just read more. Which actually looking back at it now, uh, when I know how the way you formulate your goals can influence if you will achieve them. Um, And now looking back, I think that this wasn't the best goal or the best way to formulate my goal. But whatever, I was determined enough that it worked. So I have started a page in my 2020 bullet journal where I would track the books I read. And I have it in front of me right now. And I see that in 2020, I read about... 30 books which is not a huge amount but you know compared to what it was before I am I'm really happy about it and also each month I would get a little bit better Uh, so when you know when I started uh, at the beginning of 2020 I would just read maybe one book or two books a month and now the number is so much higher and I think that I have successfully built a habit of reading which is a sentence that I really did not expect that I'm going to say. Thus, I am confident that I will also achieve my goal to read about 50 books in 2021. But, you know, I'm not going to lie, getting to the point of consistency wasn't easy. I had a lot of weeks or even months when I wouldn't read a page. But looking back, I think they were necessary for me to learn what works and also what doesn't work. So during this past year, I developed somewhat of a strategy for building a consistent reading routine. And today I want to share it with you so you don't have to go through all that trouble of learning from mistakes. So... Here are my tips. Okay, so starting off with the first piece of advice, which is to set a smart goal. And like I said before, SMART is an acronym for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. And what 
I'm talking about here is the reason why all of your previous New Year's resolution to read more failed is that the, these goals just weren't specific enough. Um, for example, my old resolutions were something like I would just like to work out more or maybe I would just like to read more and this target gives you no clear direction and nothing to hang on to and the way you form your goal as I said really does matter so to make sure that you will accomplish a goal first you have to make it smart so applying this principle of a smart goal your resolution instead of i would just like to read more um, should sound something like this i'm going to read at least 20 pages of a book every day of 2020 and that is definitely attainable it is measurable and um, because you have the, the 20 pages it is timely and it's it is specific and I swear to you, if I devoted one specific hour uh, during the day, or actually, even if it was 30 minutes, if if it just was a certain time that I would stick to, it would make such a difference. And also, I don't think that I would struggle so much at the beginning as I had. And it is just easier to make a habit if you set a specific time block for it. And it is also helpful um, to plan your reading sessions. So, for example, when writing your to-do lists or planning the day in your calendar or wherever you plan your day, um, write down that specific time block. For example, write that from 6.30pm you will be reading 25 pages of Little Women or whatever book you're reading. Um, just choose whatever time works for you best and officially make it reading time. I myself like to read before I go to sleep um, and also after I wake up. It's not always after I wake up. Sometimes I just, you know, go for a run or I meditate or something like that. Um, but each day before I go to sleep, I take my book and I read. And this is something that is like non-negotiable for me. So I don't have to read when I'm in the bus or I don't have to read during the day. I can, but I don't have to. But reading in the evening before I turn off the lights and go to sleep is something that um, is non-negotiable. I just do it and I make sure that I make this habit stick and I make it a part of my evening routine. So the next piece of advice that I have is to find your genre. And if the sheer thought of reading a book makes you yawn and also your focus starts to fade away after reading one paragraph, or if you have accepted the fact that reading is just not for you, then you have probably been picking up the wrong books. And there are a lot of people who buy into the notion that reading counts only when you are reading 
uh, non-fiction or something from which you can learn. And that is bullshit. Reading well, it doesn't matter if it's fiction or non-fiction. Reading is supposed to be pleasure. And if you don't like what you are reading, then put it down and find something else. Because there is no point of pushing yourself to finish a book that is just not interesting to you. You will just lose time and develop resentment towards reading. So instead, try to um, remember the last book that you actually enjoyed, um, or if you can't remember any, uh, then just go to the bookstore and pick a book that is devoted to um, your current interests or hobbies or passions and pick that book and I'm sure that it will be more fun than what you've read before. And also remember that graphic novels and comic books also count as books. So if you are interested in these type of this type of genre, then great, then just stick with it and and read something that you like. And remember that if you want to read a book that is harder for you to read, then you can always ease into it by starting with something easier. So when I am in a reading slump and I just can't get myself to pick up a book, I just like to ease into it by starting with something easy like fiction novel or something funny and because then I kind of rediscovered that reading is fun and then I move on to more serious topics. And for example, if you have to read a big science book about biology or something like that, then I know it can be hard, but just start with something easier, even if it just is a comic book. And also, if you want to be a consistent reader, you need to uh, really bust the myths. Because there are so many stereotypes or expectations that people have on how reading should look like. And this is probably because the way we were taught reading in primary schools scars us for the rest of our lives. And we, we built a lot of resentment because of our teachers and because of the way they uh, taught us to read in the first place. And uh, one of these most popular false expectations uh, about reading is that you have to read the whole book for it to count. And once again, that is bullshit. Uh, when reading fiction, there are so many not really necessary descriptions and uh, world building structures that are more than okay to skip and you will still understand the plot and the same applies to non-fiction books because they are usually about a single concept that could be summarized on a one page and the rest of the book are just examples of that main idea, that main concept. You don't have to read all of these examples to comprehend what the author is trying to explain because they are just there in case you still don't get the point. I know that I was listening to an interview, I think it was with Richard Koch, or Koch, uh, who wrote the 80-20 principle, and he was talking about, when he was first thinking about writing this book, he was thinking like, oh, I cannot write a book, I mean, this concept could be summarized in one paragraph. And 
that's the main thing. Like all of these non-fiction books are just about a single idea, which could be right, really easily said, but for you to understand the idea and learn where it came from and then learn the examples of how this idea improved someone's life this is the rest of the book and you don't really have to read the whole book and every page and every paragraph for you for it to count as a book that you fully read so if you read half of a book which is no longer interesting then Really, just put it down because it will still count as read, and you will not waste your time and energy on something that really is no just no longer serving you. The main thing that I'm always thinking about when I just don't really like a book is that I shouldn't waste my time on pushing myself to finish a book when I could actually just spend the time reading something that I would absolutely love and something that could be life changing. I always think that there is a book which could be better and don't waste your time on something that is not. And and another piece of advice uh, that I have uh, if you want to enjoy reading more and then as a result read more is to find or build a community. And because I'm sure that you know the feeling when you realize that a friend has watched your favorite movie and then you are so excited because now you have someone with whom you can share your love and also obsess over the amazing characters of the or the plot or the art that is directing that movie. And well, this is the main point of book clubs. Um Instead of waiting for their existing friends to read the books, the people in a book club make new friends and bond over reading the book together. And they don't have to worry about being annoying and talking too much about the book they are reading because this is what the meetings are about. And this is what they are meeting for. So then they can obsess over this book and be completely guilt-free. And the members share their thoughts and their likes and their dislikes about the book, all while creating meaningful relationships. Uh, Because they can finally be themselves and they can feel really understood and bond over their common passion, which is reading. And look, I'm not saying that you should join a book club, although if that sounds fun, then go for it. I think it could be very beneficial. But if you're not interested, then instead maybe just start with picking a friend who has a similar taste and make an arrangement with that friend that each month um, or every two weeks, one of you will choose a book that both of you will read and then meet and discuss it. And I'm sure that reading will become more fun and you will also be forced to finish that book and uh, because of the deadline your relationship with that friend will be stronger than it ever was. So these are all of the strategies I developed this year when I was learning how to build a consistent reading routine 
and I hope that these tips can help you read more because it is a wonderful habit to have and especially in this time when technology starts to take over every other area of our lives. I mean, it still takes over reading and I mean, you have uh, Kindles and all, all that kind of stuff, but I just think that you know, not looking at a screen, a colorful screen, is sometimes what I need. I have days when, you know, watching movies is great, but I also definitely have moments when I just cannot look at the screen anymore, especially in quarantine, when internet and my computer is the only window to see the world and what is happening and after a lot of hours of looking on the screen I just think that reading is exactly what I need and if this episode helped you to read more then let me know either on Facebook or send me an email using the address podcast.beingbetter@gmail.com. Once again, that is podcast.beingbetter at gmail.com. And when you eventually get into the habit of reading, there are a lot of ways to make it more pleasant and more efficient and also more productive, like learning to speed read um, or learning to make notes from the books uh, that you've read. Um, And this is something very interesting for me. However, It is a completely different topic and I think there is going to be an entire different episode which I will dedicate to it in the future. Uh, So stick around for that. But right now let's move on to the insights of this week and which will be my social media detox. So I am probably... I think three days into my social media detox, uh, which in my case is just that I don't use Instagram, I don't use Facebook, which I would normally not really use because I don't like Facebook, and also I don't watch YouTube. I still can watch movies if I want to, which I also don't really do often, and these are my rules. And the reason why I decided to go and try uh, that detox, uh, I mean, it is something that I've considered doing for a very long time, but I really never had the guts to. And also, um, I use it for my work and I use it for my school. And I don't really, I don't really think that social media and YouTube is necessarily a a bad thing um, because it it has a lot of positive impact on my life and um, ideally in the future I want to use it I just want to use it less but right now I have a kind of an addictive personality thus uh, I'm like all in or nothing um, and I really cannot find um, a balance that's why I need to go on that detox first and then I can 
find that balance. Hopefully I can find that balance later on in my life. Um, and the reason why I need to spend less time on social media and on YouTube is that I, you know, I have so much goals and so many things that I want to accomplish and, and I spend all, I spend a lot of the time that I could spend on these passions and these goals. I just spend it on social media when it is not uh, really helpful or useful for me. I don't really think that social media has a big um, impact on my mental well-being. Although when I uh, spend too much time on the internet, then I feel like my mind is kind of, kind of like a chewed bubblegum, and um, it just feels gross. And um, so this is bad. However, I don't. Th- think that I struggle with comparing myself or something like that because I am I would say I am a pretty confident person so I don't really struggle with that however there are a lot of qualities of social media that are not really good to me um which is why I decided to try just slow down put my phone away and not spend that much time because I I cannot really find find the balance right now if I start to uh, you know scroll through Instagram and I think oh it's just gonna be five minutes then you know um, an hour later I can find myself watching uh, just you know different documentaries about something uh, which I don't really want to be doing at that moment So I want to regain control. The main point of this detox is to regain control over what I do. Um, And yeah, so far I am three days in and I love it. I finished a one book and now I am halfway into another and I just have so much more time, like I said, for the things that I really want to do. I want to play more piano. I want to do more yoga. I want to meditate. I want to read more books. I was thinking about learning how to code and program. And I have all of these goals. And social media and watching YouTube, although it is pleasant and although it is sometimes beneficial, it just takes a lot of time. And right now, if I want to relax, then I just get a book, read, and then after 30 minutes, I am satisfied, and then I can move on to different things, uh, which wasn't really the, the case when I was relaxing while watching something, because I just, I never had enough. I was always looking for something else, something else, something else, and I just don't want to do that. And also, my focus because of that was really bad. I really struggled with having um, a better focus. That's why I am practicing meditation and that's why I'm thinking that this detox can help um, because, you know, when you are constantly uh, thinking about clicking that notification and seeing 
who liked your post post or something like that, then your focus really sucks. Um, and hopefully at the end of this detox, which I think, I hope it will be about 30 days, so a month, um, I we will see if I, I succeed, but I don't really see a reason why I shouldn't. I think I will just post um, some posts uh, for this podcast or for my blog and these will be the only uh, times when I will go on social media but apart from that I think that I will uh, be able to complete 30 days without social media and I think that at the end we'll see if my focus improves, if my well-being improves and if my time management skills will also improve. I am really hopeful, I think that it is a great uh, thing to do. I was struggling and I was hesitating for a lot of months um, before and I was thinking maybe I should do it, maybe I should not and I watched a lot of um, videos, for example, Matt Diavella's video about going on a detox and I was thinking, oh, maybe I should and I don't really know what um, convinced me to do it this time but I just, I think I was sick of myself um, when I saw just how much I spent on social media and how much um, videos on YouTube I watch. Those are, like I said, those are really most of the time informational or educational videos, so they're not like super bad. However, they are for the most time not what I want to be doing at the time that I'm watching them. Okay, so after that whole rant, um, I am hopeful that uh, these this detox can help me and we will see. Um, I think that is all I wanted to talk about today. So thank you so much for listening to this episode and I will speak to you in the next one. and produced by Julia Spar. If you want to learn more, visit our Facebook page or visit the website attached in the episode description. If you want to support the show, the best way to do that is to tell your friends about it. Either by the spoken word, which is great, or if you don't want to do that, you can share it on your social media platforms. This is a great help and I really want to thank you and say that I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening and I will speak to you very, very soon.